The following is a King's Chapel, Alaska presentation with Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion's making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's call and help us be the personal, powerful, permeating church God's called us to be. For more information, visit kcalaska.com or find us on Facebook. Here's Pastor Daniel. We will take our main text tonight from the book of Luke chapter 5. going to read verse 15 following. We do not have notes for you, but we'd encourage you to take them with pen and paper. And we would to God and pray that the Lord would write upon the tablets of our heart even more than that. I believe tonight God's going to touch many people and encourage you and give you insight on how to walk in healing, insight on how to walk in the power of the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 15, find uh, pardon me, Luke chapter 5, verse 15. You had it right. Let's read the word of the Lord. However, the report went around concerning him all the more, and great multitudes came together to hear and be healed by him of their infirmities. So he often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. Now it happened on a certain day that he was teaching and there were Pharisees and teachers of the law sitting by who had come out of every town of Galilee, Judah, Judea, Jerusalem. The power of the Lord was present to heal them. I want you to say that. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought on a bed a man who was paralyzed, whom they sought to bring in delay before him. And when they could not find how they might bring him before him because of the crowd, they went up at a housetop and let him down with his bed through the tiling into the midst before Jesus. Verse 20. And when he saw their faith, when he what? When he saw their faith, he said to them, Man, your sins are forgiven you. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who is this that speaks blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But when Jesus perceived their thoughts, he answered and said to them, Why are you reasoning in your hearts? Which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven you, or to say rise up and walk? But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, arise, take up your bed, and go to your house. Immediately, he rose up before him, took up what he'd been lying on, departed to his own house, glorifying God. Father, we thank and praise you for what you're going to do, Lord, in the moments that remain in this service here tonight. I thank you, Lord, for those that are gathered online, those that will listen through the podcast, those that will perhaps even hear the word as it's testified and shared by those that are present and under the hearing of my voice. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, Come and release living understanding. Feel free, God, to interrupt and do whatever you want to do. We'll give you full sway. We yield to you tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. Powerful passage of Scripture I've preached on many times before. The power of the Lord was present to heal. Can you put up the NIV for me? That's Luke chapter 5 and verse 
Is it 18 or 17? 17. Luke chapter 5 and verse 17, New International Version. One day Jesus was sitting, Pharisees at verse 17. Yep, teachers of the law were sitting there, and he had come from every nation, Galilee, Judah. And the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal the sick. The power of the Lord is with Jesus to heal the sick. The power of the Lord. What is that? What is the power of the Lord? Well, that's a good question. What is the power of the Lord? What is the presence of the Lord? In Deuteronomy chapter 29 and verse 5, it says this. During the 40 years that I led you through the desert, your clothes did not wear out, nor did your sandals on your feet. Wow, imagine that. Deuteronomy 29, 5. None of their clothes wore out, nor the sandals on their feet. Can you imagine? 40 years, same clothes, same shoes. I'd hate that personally. I like my shoes. But the amazing thing is that their shoes and their clothes didn't wear out. That's amazing. How did that happen? I believe it happened because, of course, the Lord said so. But beyond that, I mean, the word of the Lord is there. But beyond that, there seems to be, in the presence of the Lord, healing, restoration, and wholeness. And you'll see even in the ark. There was manna in the ark. It, it, didn't, it didn't rot. The, the, the rod of Aaron in the ark. What happened to the rod of Aaron? It budded. And it bloomed. Do you know what it bloomed? Almonds. That's significant. Go find out why. Significant. It's significant that in the presence of the Lord, stuff happens in His presence. Healing happens. Joshua chapter 14, verse 11. He says, I am still as strong today as in the day Moses sent me out. I'm just as vigorous to go out to battle now as I was then. The dude is 80. He's 80 years old. That's amazing. I feel just as fresh as I did when I was in my 20s, but then I start moving and, and maybe not as fresh. You know what I mean? I think the answer to that is probably spend more time in his presence. Somebody said, Pastor, you don't look your age at all. That's, I think, because I just go to church a lot. No, really. I, I know people, I'm almost 50. I know people my age from school, dudes look like they got dragged through something. Does anybody else know what I'm talking about? I mean, look, deep, deep ruts, serious wrinkles, messed up teeth and stuff. Come on, living clean for Jesus has lots of benefits. Praise God. David in the Old Testament. Come on, the presence of God revitalizes. The presence of God brings healing. You see, in the Old Testament, you see it here in this text. You see it in the New David, the Old Testament, 2 Samuel 6, 12. And that's just a, really a, one of my favorite passages of Scripture. The first thing that David does when he's coronated king is he says, how can the ark come to me? I mean, actually, that's after Uzzah gets split open. But he, the first thing he does is he goes to get the ark. The ark is where the presence of God in the Old Testament abided. So the first thing he does when he becomes king, he says, we're going to get the ark. We're going to get the God box. Let's go get it. How is it that the, the leader before him never had that idea? And so for 20 years, Saul never went to after the presence of God. He never went to get the God box. You know, just a little side note, leadership 
the sun rises and falls really on leadership. And if you don't have a leader, if you're not, if you're not a part of a, a, a small group or a part of a church that goes after the presence of God, then you just won't have the presence of God as much as you could. Now, how many of you know God's presence is everywhere? And I love the body of Christ. But I have found as I've gone to different churches that certain churches host His presence in a way that maybe others don't. And I'm just not to say that they're wrong. You've got to, as, as a pastor, let me say, you have to follow the vision that God gave you. Amen. We love worship. I'd rather do nothing else than worship and be in His presence. Somebody said, you guys just worship too long. Honestly, sometimes we worship for 15 minutes. Other times, like tonight, it's a little bit longer. What's the deal with that? It's called being led by the Spirit. We're endeavoring to hold our sails up and hope that, that God just feels that, that sail and drives us to the place where He wants to be, us to be. And how many of you still healed tonight? Come on, raise your hand. Look at that. Look, look, look around. Look around. Amen. Where's my, where's my precious grandma? Where you, how are you feeling? Glory to God. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Church, imagine that. So he goes to get the ark. It's interesting that he goes to find the ark, and they don't know how to carry it. They don't know how to move it. And he goes to Obed-Edom's house for three months. So for three months, and I, I could preach a whole message on it. It's just so encouraging. The God box in Obed-Edom's house, the presence of the Lord, everything is blessed at Obed-Edom's house. Everything. His flocks, his herds, everything's blessed. Supernaturally, David, David hears about it, and he says, I knew it. I knew it! I need the presence of the Lord. And he goes, he figures it out. They read the Bible, imagine that. Figured out how to carry the ark on shoulders of priests. Imagine Imagine what could happen if God's presence came here in such a way that would be beyond anything you or I have ever seen before. Is that possible? Oh, it's more than possible. Many people are counting on the sovereignty of God. Sovereign means he does what he wants, when he wants to, whoever he wants to. And we thank God for his sovereignty. We know that he's in control. But also the, flesh is, the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak. And there's something that you can do to put a demand on the anointing. And your hunger can actually bring his presence in a way that wouldn't come. Listen, he spoke in parables. I've said it so many times before. Why would Jesus hide stuff? Why would he speak in parables? Why not just say it plainly? No, he, he spoke in parables. And the reason is, is because he hides truth from casual observers. But he reveals, come on, the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. So you say, well, God loves everybody the same. That's true. Because the agape love has no measure. It's full. It's the definition of what love is. And he loves you just as much as he loves me, as he loves the person down the street on crack tonight. It's the same love. However, he has intimate ones. That intimacy is developed through relationship with him, just like it is in, in life. You get to know your husband. You get to know your, your wife or your children by spending time, by talking with them. I was meeting with some folks that are soon to be married before service. And I got to hear their story. 
always loved them, see God's hand on them, but I got to hear their story. I just feel closer with them. Why? Because we got to talk. The same is true with God. Beer getting Dan came in tonight. So good to have you. I got all choked up again. I said our lives are, they're, they're tied forever. As we were there contending together, as God and his sovereignty saved your wife from dying and gave you your, your beautiful child and had mercy on you, your beautiful children, and all of us, and we'll never forget it. I just will never forget it. So we're closer. We spent time, a little time at the house. We talked, and maybe we do that some more and eat food and some of those awesome cookies that you have in your culture. What are they? Norwegian cookies or something. Oh, man, Norwegians have cookies, I'm telling you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Christmas time, I'm coming over. Praise God. The same is true with the Lord, that as you spend time with Him, you abide. What does abide? What does abiding mean? To talk to Him. That's abiding. Talk to Him. Spend, listen to Him. Talk to Him. Spend time with Him. Try not to hurt His feelings. That's called grieving him. Trying not to grieve him. Let's look at this text. Verse 17, the power of the Lord is present to heal. The key to understanding healing, one of the keys, is the presence of God. When the presence of God rolls in a place, anything can happen. Anything can happen. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38, how God anointed. Who did what? He anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power. Went about doing good and healing all that were sick and oppressed of the devil. He did what to the sick? He healed all that were sick. I love quoting those scriptures and have people say, well, he didn't heal my auntie. Well, was she saved? Yes. She died too. I'm sorry. But she's no longer sick. So I guess he does heal all. Meaning that he heals all, it's just sometimes it's in heaven. Why is that? I have no clue. I don't know. I just know that God is good. I settled it. I settled it. You need to settle it. God is a good, good father. That's who he is. He's a good father. He's, he's not a child abuser. He's not like anybody you've ever met before. He's God. And he's the definition of love. And he has every good intention towards you. And he knows the end and the beginning. He, know, he knows things. And, he, and he's, his affection is towards you. You're the apple of his eye. You're the object of his affection. He wants to bless you. He wants to help you. And healing comes to all. Sometimes it's in heaven. Other times, it's right here. Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. That's what that word anointed means. Listen, I, I believe that God is putting his hand on people in this house to release the power of God to this community and to everywhere that you go. We are called to be ambassadors, called to be dispensers of the grace and the power of God. In the New Testament, there's an emphasis on the power and the presence of the Lord. You will see it. In 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and verse 17, the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom. I've taught on that before. 
the Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Really, to understand that today's terms, it means this. The Lord is spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is allowed to be Lord, then there's freedom. I, I mean, I've been places where the power of God is rolling into the place. I mean, it's just like, whoa, and then somebody gets up and cracks a joke, shuts them down, and moves on to some cute little thing in the service. Can I tell you, there's nothing that grieves me more than that. I just can't stand being in the little patty cake service where we have a three-point sermon, go home twice as dead as we came in. Are you knocking that? I am. You can't teach demons. I'm not saying you have demons, but you may. Just saying. You may have a bondage tonight. Don't smile at me. It's okay. It's okay. Jesus would see, see, set people free and say nothing about it. He didn't go, whoa, did you see that? Whoa. Whoa. Did you see that demon? And then just gather everybody around and point. And he never, he never undermined or castigated anybody that had any. He just set them free and moved on. You're saying that, that, that I might have some bondage? Absolutely. All the men say, Ooh. good. If you think you have bondage, get in the encounter. We're going to help you. Praise God. All the ladies say, hey. All right, you get in the women's encounter. It's coming up. Amen. I, I remember being in a service, and I said, all the ladies say, don't do this. I was in a service a number of years back, and I said, all the ladies say, oh, no, wait, don't do it. Or you might get that on the way home. Oh, the lady say, hey. All right. 1 Corinthians 12, 9, the Apostle Paul says that healing is a gift of the Spirit or a manifestation of the Spirit. You know, we, we sing songs like, come, Holy Spirit, I need thee. Come, sweet spirit, I pray. Come in thy strength and thy power. Come in thine own special way. I hope you're clapping for his presence. Because that just increased. And he'll increase more if we'll let him. And when the Holy Spirit comes, he manifests. Manifest. I, I, I've done this before. But we don't really even know what the word manifest means. We just read it. Many people just read. And the manifestation of the Spirit. So when... I'm going to manifest a pulpit, but I've got to hide it first, so hold on a second. We're going to try to hide this behemoth. <laughs> Pretend it's entirely covered, right? Forget it. I <laughs> okay. I am, I am going to manifest my skull. Are you ready? I'm going to manifest my head. You can help me count. It's not a magic trick. One, 
two, three. I just manifested my head. In other words, hiding before and bang, now you can see my shiny skull. Can you see it? So when the manifest, what is the manifestation of the Spirit? If you pull the cover off of the Spirit and we see what the Spirit is, it's the gifts. It's the gifts of the Spirit. So people say, you know, these two aunties in California praying and fasting for revival. True story. Power God hits the place. You got youth and people praying in other tongues. You got people running around the building. People getting healed. People getting delivered. Devils being cast out. Salvation and breakthrough all over the place. But with the tongues and the gifts, they were so freaked out, these two aunties. They quit the church and left. They got the very thing that they prayed for, but when they saw it, it wasn't what they wanted. Lord, I want your power, but not like that. Lord, touch me. Just not like that guy. He's a freak. Lord, touch me. I want it, I want it clean. I want it nice. I want it simple. And, I, and furthermore, I don't want to make a scene. All right. We have an agreement. And I don't want to sing either. And furthermore, I'm not going to open my mouth. Good? Are we good? The answer is no. We're not good. Come on. Come on. Can, you, can I pick on the Pasonis? I so appreciate you guys. You guys are awesome. I love you. You know that, right? Right? Okay. Okay. Let's say that... <laughs> Let's say that th this is Jesus right here. We all know that you're not, but, but let's say he's Jesus. So I'm going to invite Jesus over to my house, okay? And let's say you're, you're the Holy Spirit, right? And we know that you aren't. That's okay. Everybody's he's not the Holy Spirit, right? Okay. How would it be, hey, Jesus, um, listen, would you come over to my house, but don't bring your wife? You down? Jesus, would you come? Just leave your wife at home. She's a little unusual. I am just a little. Lord, heal his body right now. Amen. Heal him right now. You're about to walk in a new dimension of your ministry, and you have no idea what is about to happen to you. It is going to come by like a mighty surprise, like a blindside wave at Big Beach. <laughs> and it's just going to, it's not going to hurt you, though. <laughs> it's going to hit you, and it's going to rearrange everything. There's a wave of the Spirit that's headed towards you. You're about to move into the very place. The very place that I've desired you to be. Gifts are going to flow. You're going to find it. Some of the things that have felt disconnect, they're all going to sudden going to connect. It's going to be glorious. Amen. Come on, somebody say the presence of the Lord. Yeah, the presence of the Lord. The, the, the presence of the Lord. It's a big deal. He's a big he. I, mean, I don't know. Sometimes we say it. He's not an it. And he certainly isn't a dove. It's here. It's here. What's it? How do you mean somebody calling you it? What are you, cousin it? It's here. I say, Toby comes over to my house. Hey, it's here. Look at his name is Toby. Huh? Right? Sup it. <laughs> no. 
Toby your full name? Ah! Oh, I go, oh, oh, I feel something. <laughs> Come on, if you invite him over, and I say, you know, he pulls in, you know, when so you invite somebody over for dinner, and, and they go, oh, it's D and it. The Holy Spirit's not it. I can't stand it when I see it in line, right, written that way. He's, he's, he's my friend. You've got to, you've got to practice his presence and walk with him. And you wouldn't call your, you wouldn't call your husband it, right? <laughs> Jerk, maybe. No, 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 no. Stupid, maybe. No, no. It's here. There is no it. It is not the third part of the Trinity. Listen, what, I'm not going to go much longer. I'm trying to emphasize the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm trying to emphasize what we believe here. We believe in the power of the Lord present to heal. We believe in His presence. In fact, there's nothing more than I'd rather have or do than be in His presence. And David said the same thing. Think about the Apostle Paul. What made the Apostle Paul such a dynamic instrument of the kingdom of God? Was it his knowledge? I think God used his not very well educated. I think his knowledge was helpful. Sure. His intelligence. I think God used his intelligence. Come on, love the Lord your God with all your mind. Right? How I many of you know some of you don't use your mind for nothing? You can, you can worship the Lord with your mind, with your intellect, and know the Word. You can study the Word. Amen. That's a good thing. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And again, somebody, some people have so many degrees more than a the thermometer, and they can't cast out one devil, and they have no power. It's not just about knowledge. You need to grow in the knowledge of God. Yes, yeah, very, very important. But it was the anointing. It was the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit, more than his intellect, more than his his. His, his knowledge, it was the power of the presence of the Lord that was on his life. In Romans 15, 19, it describes the basis of his ministry. And put it up on the, on the screen. In mighty signs and wonders by the power of the Spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem round about to Illyricum, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. Wow. So in other words, he's not saying by my teaching and my exegesis of the word. He's not saying by my line upon line and my precept upon precept of teaching through the Torah. I just want to slap that thing. I do. I do. I don't want to be disrespectful. I love the word. I love the Torah. But if you think you can cast out devils by learning the Torah, you're wrong. I will tell you what are the amazing thing. There's I am. I'm. I. When I've spent time with rabbinic scholars, which hasn't been that much, but it's been a couple, a, a couple of occasions, and those that know Hebrew and Hebrew roots and all of that, my very dear friend who teaches and has a class here in, in, in Anchorage as well as here, I hear staggering, staggering revelation. I'm just thinking, man, sometimes I feel like half a Christian when I hear some of this stuff out of the Old Testament and how it ties into all the New Testament truth that I know. I sit there and just go, whoa! I remember being in a meeting. I got so touched. It was everything I could do to stay in my seat. Because nobody's standing up going, yes! And I was just so on fire by this teaching from Abraham that I was trembling, going, oh, I'm not going to make a scene. Oh, God. Oh, God. 
God. Woo, I quench you. Get away from me. It, 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 it. You know, I'm just teasing. I'm, I'm teasing. No, but I did tell him, leave me alone. Please, God, please don't let me. Leave me alone. Listen, I've had times where the fires come on me. There's no telling what could happen. I remember Easter Sunday. This, was it this past Easter? It's one of our services. No, it was Easter before that. They all blend. And I am so touched by God. And the Lord says, worship with banners. I'm like, ah, no. Uh-uh. And, I, and the power of God comes more and more and more on me. I ran over to Joe Jean, snatched your banners, and danced over here like a whirling dervisher. And people took pictures of me. And, the, and, and, you know, go figure. The guy that I've been trying to get to church. I've been trying to get him to church. I'm like, come on, man. It's, this place is great. You'll love it. He's like, no, the weird Pentecostal stuff. Dude, it's not. Come on. Just come. Oh, yeah. And so, right, like, I know he wasn't there because I, like, checked. You know what I mean? It was like our first service or something. So I'm like, hallelujah. Actually, it was over here. Hallelujah. Uh, Worship me with banners. I'm like, oh, God. And I'm thinking about my guest. And I, he told me he's going to come. I'm like, oh, but I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I'll never be ashamed of you. I will yet become more undignified before the Lord. I will do whatever he tells me to do. But your flesh, you know. Your flesh just doesn't want to look stupid. Does anybody? I'm going to tell you something. God wants to embarrass your flesh. Oh, yeah. Maybe tonight. And so there I am. I'm like, I will worship you. And I ran and I got a banners. And I'm And I'm doing all this stuff with the banners. And I finish. I'm like, yes. And my friend's here. And at that point, I'm like, whatever, man. God, you're good. Come on, somebody say, God, you're good. If I don't tie that into the message, you just enjoy it as an isolated whole, all right? First Corinthians, get another scripture, shall we? First Corinthians 2, verse 4, reads, My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power. You know, that ties into that widespread revelation thing. We, we need to demonstrate. You, listen, people need a demonstration of the Spirit's power. And it doesn't have to be fruity and flaky and weird. But it might be. You know, God will offend your mind. He will offend your mind to reveal your heart. He'll do it. Hallelujah. Verse 5. So that your faith might not rest on man's wisdom, but on God's power. God's power. God's power. What does your faith need to rest on? God's power. What does your faith need to rest on? God's 
power. And if you have faith and wisdom of man, then you will never walk in the demonstration of the power of God, thus ripping off everybody you come in contact with, wondering where the kingdom is, wondering why the guy on the platform has an anointing and you don't, when all the while you do. But you just have to step out and believe. Walk into the river and begin to lay hands yourself. Pray in the spirit and build up your most holy faith. Don't settle. They say, well, I'm not, I can't really speak good. Who cares? You have the name of Jesus. You have the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. Don't shrink back. There is nothing that's impossible. You can do it. You can overcome. You can conquer. You're more than a conqueror in Christ. You can walk in freedom and be somebody that dispenses freedom to others. If you can't teach that good, welcome to the club. I can't teach that good either. I am on fire for God, though. And I know that it's just the beginning. Listen, no man has reached up to all that he has to offer. He gives the Spirit, Lord, more. The Lord gives more to you if He can trust you with what He gave you. Listen, there's no toxic levels in the Holy Spirit. You can't overdose on the Holy Ghost. Drink, chug-a-lug, 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 drink, drink, chug-a-lug, chug. Yeah, go ahead, drink from the river of the Holy Spirit. Let him fill you. Listen, if your mind is talking to you of all kinds of stuff, like right now, I wish that bald-headed preacher would shut up, it's because you have a religious devil, and you need to get that thing out of your life. You need to get it out of your life. You need, you need to get that thing out of your life. I believe in good biblical teaching, and we do it here. I believe in, in wonderful worship services, and I believe in a, in a liturgy, too. There needs to be order. It can't just be chaos where everybody can run around and bark like dog. You want to run around and bark like a dog, I will have an usher take you straight out of the room. I thought there's freedom here. There is, but there's not freedom to manifest your flesh and get the attention. It's not that. There's the freedom of the Holy Spirit. And we, you say, well, how do you know which is which? He'll show me, and I'll stop what I'm bothered by. It's okay. It's all right. It's okay. Was it, really? Is that, is that scary? No, because what you get is you get, how's your back now? Feeling good still, Grandma? She's taking a nap. Good that she's got peace. Come on, Jesus. Can't, must not be too painful if she's sleeping. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. <laughs> good, you just take a nap. It's wonderful. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. All right, look, let me, let, me, let me give you some points just so you can say you had some. Four things in the text that shows us how to set the stage for the power of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, we're endeavoring to do all of them. The first one is prayer. Everybody say prayer. 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 Verse 15 and 16 of Luke 5, it reads, However, the report went around concerning him all the more. Great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities, so. Everybody say so. so. In other words, 
all of this happened, and as a result of that, that's what so means. As a result of all the healing, as a result of everything that's coming, so he often withdrew and went into the wilderness and prayed. Why? Because prayer is key for releasing the presence and the power of God. One of the reasons we're seeing an explosion of his presence is because we're into prayer. We're contending for it. Every morning now, we just opened Monday morning. Somebody say hallelujah. Every morning, Monday through Saturday at the barn and here on Sunday, 7 to 8 a.m., we have morning prayer. Now starting Monday. We didn't have Monday. Now we have it. We have Monday. Pastor Kirsten is going down there, and I'm sleeping in, praise God. But Pastor Kirsten is going to lead Monday morning prayer. Somebody say hallelujah. I think the Lord's leading us to open our Friday night again. We had a Friday night prayer. We're going to open it again. I believe we're going to do the noontime prayer, just waiting for the Lord to tell me to pull the trigger. We're going to do a noontime prayer. We're into prayer, and I believe as a result of contending for the house of prayer, I believe that's one of the reasons that God is pouring out His Spirit among us. So how do you set the stage? Everybody say pray. pray. Have a lifestyle fully devoted to God. Be a person of prayer. He would constantly go apart to pray. You've studied, the theologian said he spent probably six hours in prayer. Six hours out of 24. I think a bare minimum is that you should give God a tithe of your time. So if there's 24 hours in the day, you ought to pray 2.4 hours. Is that what you do? Yep. I like it. I like it. In fact, I've got all kinds of other stuff that wants to pull me out of actually praying. Okay, let's move to the next point. If the presence of the Lord is going to be manifested, you better spend time with Him in prayer. You're going to have God's presence and power on your life. It will not happen without a consistent prayer life. It will not happen. Don't forget that once you start walking in greater favor, it's, it's a real paradox. Pastor Vince spoke about paradoxes. It's a real paradox. You pray and you begin to walk in favor and anointing. And the favor and the anointing can get you to places where you stop praying because you got so busy doing stuff. And the very thing that you were praying for actually becomes the answer to prayer, and the very answer to prayer pulls you out of the thing that actually created it. Pulls you away from the best thing, which is prayer. Don't ever, that's why we get up early to pray. It's the first thing we do. We used to do 5.30. I don't even know if God's up right then, except... Except I know it says in the Psalms that he doesn't sleep or slumber, so amen. Praise God. He's not a man like us. We used to get up for years. For 15 years, I had to get up at 5 o'clock in the morning and get down to the church by 5. I'm just so glad he spoke to me, set me free from the rigidity of that. It works for some people. doesn't work for me. Any of my leaders, you want to start a 5.30 prayer meeting, you just come and talk to me. Praise God. We'll set that up. Praise God. I won't be there. I'll be at the 7 o'clock. Amen. You might have the Smith Wigglesworth anointing to wake up at 3 and pray through. And if you do, give yourself to it and go for it. There is that. <laughs> I almost feel like the Lord's laughing at me. Just wait. Maybe I'm a, is it, really? <laughs> you know, you got to be careful when you're, you know, he'll be like, yeah. Hello. I bet I wake up at 3 now like, ah, uh, ah, Listen, don't you ever tell God no. Lord, I'll do, <laughs> let me get it straight. Excuse me, I'll be right back. If you want me, I'm in. Amen, you know my heart, God. Don't you ever tell God no, because that's probably the very thing he'll tell you to do next week. I've done it once. I did it one time. And that is exactly what happened. 
was going to go to, I was, went to Molokai. I knew that we were going to be sent off, but we didn't know where. We went to Molokai, preached there. It was like a big demon sat on us afterwards. I mean, it was oppressive and we couldn't breathe. It was like a big demon sat on us and broke wind, in fact. That's what it was like. It was horrible. And we're sitting there, dry, I'm driving the mail. I'm like, <laughs> I look at my wife. She's like, oh, oh. I said, do you feel that? She's like, and so we started praying in tongues. I took authority and the thing broke. And I said, oh, God, send us anywhere. Do whatever you want. Just don't send us here. I'm not coming here. Oh, but uh, God, if you want me to. And that's exactly where we went. We were right to Molokai. All right. Everybody say pray. Faith has got to be present. Jesus saw their faith for those miracles to be released. He said, does faith have to be present in the people that are healed? No. But somebody has to have faith. So, give me Jesus. Is probably anything Jesus has faith. Yeah, yeah, it's the faith of God, right? But faith does have to be present. And faith is action. Notice they ripped the tiles off the roof. Listen, if somebody starts cutting into our roof with a chainsaw, you know we have a revival. Amen. Be forgiven and obedient. If we're going to see the presence of God come, there's got to be repentance. Listen, some of you try to, I'm going to get up in it for just, I just, would you come, please, to ease the pain on the keyboard. How about your wife, please? Come on. You want to supervise? All right. Just play anything. There are some here where you live with half your heart for God. And, oh, that's beautiful. You live with half your heart for God. And you wonder why you're tormented. You wonder why you don't have any power. You wonder why you don't have any passion. Is because you've elevated self and kept self on the throne. You cannot, will not have his power. And he, listen, he doesn't share his presence, his power with somebody who magnifies himself. Some people never experience power in worship because they're so concerned about themselves. They don't want to sing because they're too concerned about how they sound. They're, they're, they're too tied up in their own flesh and their opinion of themselves or maybe the opinions of others have towards them and they do refuse to live a life that's abandoned unto God. You will never walk in power and authority unless you abandon every chamber of your heart to God. You live in disobedience and expect the blessing of God. Well, it's just not how it works. To quote our dear friend Kathy, God don't bless, no mess. He can't. He can't bless disobedience. So if you know the very thing that you're supposed to do and you're not doing it, and then you wonder why you don't have joy, don't have peace, don't have power, don't have his presence, it's because you're disobedient. Take your little feet, run right back, and obey. You know, the, the, the joy of walking in peace and his presence and his power and being obedient is far greater than the joy or whatever results you'll get out of your disobedience. Sin, in the end, brings death and destruction. And the last thing is worship. 
Exodus 23, 25, worship the Lord your God and his blessing will be on your food and your water. I will take away sickness from among you and none will miscarry. Wow. Or be barren in the land. I think one of the cures of barrenness is worship. That's what it says. And I'll give you a full lifespan. You can expand your life by being a worshiper. Come on, stand up on your feet. Lift your hands. Holy Spirit. Mark us with your presence. I want to challenge you to be bold, to be a, a person of prayer, to be a person of faith, take action, to be a person of obedience and repentance. The depth of revival is the depth of repentance. Corey Tenboom once said that. Examine your life. Don't look too long because it could be depressing, but once you see stuff, repent. Ask God to forgive you. Move on and press into his presence and let him touch you. Be a person of prayer. Jesus was that way. Be a person of faith. Take action, right? Be a person of obedience, repentance. Fourthly, be a worshiper. Listen, you don't have to feel it to worship. You do it because he's worthy. You do that. If we do that, we come into these services expecting God will come in an ever-increasing way, and it will be beyond anything you or I have ever seen before. I'm trying to set the stage for the next time we have service. I know y'all are crazy hungry for God. You never would have come on a Wednesday night when the sun is out. Come on, just lift your hands and let the Lord touch you right now. Holy Spirit, touch, bless, heal, deliver. Thank you for your Thank you for your presence, God. Thank you for your presence. Come on, just a moment longer, and we're going to close. Just welcome his presence right now. Come. Let your presence come, Lord. We need you. We want you. Holy Ghost, come, 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 we need you, we want you, come, won't you come, Lord, we need we need you, Holy Spirit, come, won't you come, Lord. Be filled tonight. Be healed tonight. Holy Spirit, come, we need you, oh. Come. 
Every head bowed, every eye closed. If you're not right with God, don't leave this place without being reconciled to Him. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Believe on the Lord Jesus. You shall be saved. He wants to forgive you, wash you, cleanse you, but you must come to Him, believe, repent, ask Him to come into your life. If that's you, you've never done that before, you want to give your heart to Him for the first time all across this place, you say, that's me, Pastor. Want to give your heart to Jesus for the first time? Slip your hand up right now. Do it right now. Never given your heart to, never surrender to the Lord. You're here perhaps tonight. All right, I see that hand. Thank you, son. God bless you. I see that hand. Thank you. You're here tonight, and you've given your heart to Jesus before, but you know that you're, you need to recommit your life. You just lost your first love, drifted maybe. You want to come back to Jesus. That's you. You want to come back to Jesus tonight. If that's you, slip your hand up right now. Do it right now. God bless you. God bless you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you for your honesty. God bless you over on that side. God bless you. Praise God. God bless you. Thank you. I see that hand, sweetheart. It's good. God bless you. All right. If you're serious and you meant business with God, step out from where you're standing. Meet me right here. Come on. Come. Come on. You say, I, I don't want to. Listen, don't be ashamed of Jesus. He's not ashamed of you. Come right here. Come as close to my hand as you can. Come as close to my hand as you can. Just come nice and close. Somebody ought to put their hands together and say, praise God. Come on, come right here. Come fill in right here. What's up? Awesome. Awesome. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, clap. Come on, put your hands together. Come on, make some room for these guys right here. Come on in. Come on in. If you need to be up here, come. You need to be up here, come. Come on, come right now. Come on, put your hands together for these. Come. If you raised your hand or you know you need to, come right now. Come right now. Pray with me right out loud. Congregation, you pray. Those of you online or listening by podcast, you pray too. Come on, just, just pray with me. Say, dear Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Thank you for rising from the grave for me. Come into my heart and be my Lord. Be my Savior. Wash me. Cleanse me. And make me new. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Lift your hands. A sign of surrender. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, touch right now. That's the Holy Spirit, son. That's the Holy Ghost. So many times the enemy tried to kill you, take your life. You've been sustained, both of you. You've been sustained. God spared you. There's been like a curse that's tried to rest upon you. Tonight, in the name of Jesus, I break that thing. I command every assignment, every decree of the enemy, I command you be broken right now in the name of Jesus. Go, go, go right now. Be loosed, be free. Never the same, never the same in Jesus' name. Lord, touch thee. 
Lord, touch these. Lord, touch these. Come on, some of my men of God, come. Eric, come and pray with his brother right here. Lord, touch right now. Lord, touch right now. Leaders, just turn and lay hands on those that are around you. Lord, touch right now. In Jesus' name. Lord, touch. Pray with this brother right here. Lord, touch. Fill. Heal. Bless. Lord, thank you. The power of the Holy Spirit is real. And darkness and demon power is real too. But it cannot stand before the name of Jesus. It cannot stay before His name. Darkness must flee. At the entrance of His Word, it brings light. There is no devil. There is no disease. There is no sickness. There is no infirmity or depression or anything that can stand before the name of Jesus. Everything must bow. Everything must bow. Every knee will bow. Everything. Impossibilities, bow the knee. Sickness, bows the knee. Infirmity, bows the knee. Nothing is impossible with Nothing is impossible with You believe that, clap and shout and say amen. Come on. Hey, come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Take someone by the hand. Leaders, would you just minister to these right now? Amen. We want to help you grow in the things of God. Don't go anywhere. Y'all stay up here. We're going to help you pray for you. I'm going to close. Y'all hang out. We're just going to spend a couple moments with you. Thank you, Tammy. Going to get some information from you, help you. Hey, you feel different, right? Did you like, dude, what was that? <laughs> Come here. Come here, man. Come here. Look at this. Oh, how are you feeling? I feel awesome. <laughs> Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Take someone by the hand, won't you? <laughs> Take someone by the hand. Lord, bless. Bless your people. Cause your face to shine upon them. Lift up your countenance towards us, O oh God. Be gracious to us. Keep us. And give us peace in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Thanks for listening to King's Chapel, Alaska and Pastor Daniel Bracken. Our passion is making disciples of Jesus Christ who fulfill God's life call and help us to be the personal, powerful, and permeating church God's called us to be. Get in touch with us anytime at 907-357-2065, 907-357-2065, or online at kcalaska.com, kcalaska.com. Friend us on Facebook and follow Pastor Daniel's tweets at Alaska Revival.